I, I don't look at that as as something that you necessarily learn and adapt later in life. That's not how I see it. And I, I'm I'm a heterosexual male. That could be completely ignorant talk for mm-hmm. me. But at the same time, I feel like that's in you regardless of you're playing ball, mm-hmm. you are freaking Barbie doll love. Like, it doesn't really matter, right? That, that's how I see it. Yeah. So I, I, I want to kind of dive into that a little bit. Not necessarily on your personal stuff, but more so just generally. Okay. You got to... Handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you want to be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling down. Have a nickname coming up? Ball player? What's the one that stuck though, as a ball player? Because you probably have family two. nicknames. Okay. It was two. I actually called Jaywana Bradley. She uh, called me Chingy. Chingy? Yeah, because the neighborhood store guy. Okay. The bodega. Yeah. Bobby? Ching Chong. Yeah. He called me <laughs> Ching Chong. And I actually got, you know, when name, name earrings first came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I got. Ching Chong? China. I got Ching Chong. He used to call me Ching Chong Makahaya. Like, Damn, he used to say that all the time. Son. And it stuck. I didn't, I didn't feel no type of Yo, way. Yo, Bobby's a racist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it stuck. So, Chingy and, um, have you ever seen Finding Nemo? Yeah. So you remember Kids the love that movie. you remember little the little turtle that they yeah. call Squirt? Yeah. That's when my nickname during Rose Classic. Dude. Squirt, yeah. <laughs> Squirt coming down with the yeah, it might sound a little, you know, pause on it. Right, 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 right. Before anybody took it there. <laughs> yes, they called me it was, Squirt. It was they called uh, me the little one. It was clean. Yes. It was clean. Yes, 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 yes. They called me Squirt and they called me Chingy. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. Welcome to another episode of Dribbling Dimes. Um, I'm I'm just on the heels of National Girls and Women's in Sports Day here in February. By the way, we're recording this in February. So whenever it comes out, understand the time frame. Um, we have we're fortunate enough to have our second female guest on the show. Hopefully, not only number two, hopefully there's many more to come after her. Um, but this young lady, she starred at Manhattan Center. She came out of high school as one of the top guards in all the land, uh, point guards in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a 2009 McDonald's All-American. Tough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's tough. <laughs> that's you. tough. Um, she's a, gr- a player. She was a player at the University of Virginia. She had some injuries, and we're going to get into some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also graduated from the University of Virginia, which, which makes me really proud. And y'all know how I feel about people getting to college for free and graduating. Like Absolutely. That's, that's, that's gold. Goal. Word. She's from the BX, baby. And we happen to be re- we happen <laughs> to be recording here in the Bronx. Yo, with us today today, excuse me, is China Chingy Crosby. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> or AKA Squirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yo, China man. Um, thank you. Thank you. I know we've been going back and forth. Both our schedules have been nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate you last minute because I, I just hit you yesterday. Yeah. And you happen to have an opening today. So I really appreciate you making the time. Thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate it. For sure. For sure. So um, 
So you, oh, by the way, I, I need to say this. So shout out to to Rice Raider, uh, Mr. Kyle, Kyle. He goes by Kyle F, the sneaker addict on um, uh-huh. on Instagram for connecting Bro-ski, us. That's the bro. Word, word. <laughs> uh, what, what is your connection to Kyle? Oh, uh, we grew up together. Okay. Um, he's a little older than me, so he um he knows my brother. Okay. More than he, you know, know me. Right. But um he was always a fan of basketball. So when he seen that I was, you know, doing doing, doing getting good, busy. He actually came to one of my games when in, in Florida State and it, it shocked me because College game. Yes. Oh. It shocked me. Out of nowhere he just came up to me and I was just like Wait, in Virginia or in Florida? In Virginia. Okay. Well, no, it was in it was at Florida State. It was at Florida State. Yeah, it was at Florida State. So he and I don't know his background, so I don't know if he actually went there to you know go to yeah, school or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, that because yeah. you know we don't we didn't really uh talk on a yeah, regular. yeah he was more your brother's people yeah, yeah right we didn't talk on a regular but when I seen him I was like oh much love you know and he seen me and we exchanged a few words that's when I first got I think first got his Instagram and stuff so, okay yeah but we we seen each other all the time on the block so that's what's up yeah yeah but. Well, thank you for the plug, by the way, Kyle. Um, I, I, it's, it was really opportune, like I was telling you before. Um, we cover a lot of male guests, mm-hmm. uh, and the nature of basketball, for better or worse, is pre- the, the perspective is that it's predominantly male. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, it's a ton of females that play basketball. Absolutely. And so, be, being that being the case, me being a guy, me following men's basketball primarily, that's kind of where the concentration of my guests have come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been longing for the opportunity to like expand uh, beyond like the one guest we've had so far early on, um, and, and here you are. Yeah. <laughs> so congrats to you. Yeah. <laughs> Making nah, that happen. nah. Nah. Thank you, man. So like, you, you, we're gonna kind of get into the development of how you ended up at the University of Virginia. But I'm really curious, how does a girl from the Bronx? get to Virginia, right? And then do fucking work. Like a lot of people make it to college, right? Um ba- well, I shouldn't say a lot. You hear about a lot of people make college basketball teams. A lot of them I feel like fall into obscurity. Like they get there average almost nothing, get no burn, you know, or very little. Um don't really get a chance to stand out. You had a trajectory, you know, McDonald's All-American into college and you was on it like from the moment it seemed like from the moment you got on campus like it was on um how do you get there Mm -hmm. and like are able to really lock in and like produce at such a high level so the first thing i'm gonna talk about is how i got there okay um yeah we go wherever you want yeah it's simple though honestly it it really is simple no i want Um, you to get into detail don't try to shortchange no i'm not gonna shortchange because it's not it's it's nothing to do with basketball it's honestly I believe in God. I believe yeah. in a higher power. I believe in when um, good is put out there, good returns back yep. to you, um, positive vibes, all of that. And I was fortunate enough ever since I was younger to have great people in my circle, mm. period. And to this day, I still have great people in my circle. And mix that with the talent that I had, it opened up so many opportunities for mm-hmm. me. And people really wanted me to strive. And they really seen the potential in me and they really took their bets on me, and um, they succeeded for the most part. And, um, you know, just being around people like Coach Bradley and um, just the teammates that I had, the coaches that I had at Gauchos, yep. and, you know, going around the world and playing in these AAU tournaments and doing my thing on the court and also being humble 
and um, you know, just learning from my experiences. People seen that they liked that about me, and they also seen that I was just talented enough, like that natural talent. So they took their bets on me, mm. and um, that's pretty much how I got as far as I am in life today. So um, just speaking on Virginia, um, Coach Bradley, she played a major, major. Part I need you to say her full name. Oh, Jay Bradley. Yeah, Jay yes, Bradley. Jay Bradley, daughter um, of. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Bradley, Bradley, the guy who actually introduced you to the game, introduced me to the game. So no. yes, it's all family oriented. Um, she, Jawana Bradley, she definitely was a positive figure in my life. And, and, and sorry to cut you off, you just put me on to game. She actually also is a graduate of the University of Massachusetts. Yes, she is. Make some noise. Yeah, you mess. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's alumni. I never met yes. her, but there's soon, love there. Soon, soon, soon. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. I got yeah, you. I got for sure, you. For sure, for sure. Yes. So um. She sees something in me. My mom sees something in me, and they did not stop until I got to where they felt like I, you know, I deserved to well, be. Well, let me ask you a question, because you hear people say that, right? Mm -hmm. They saw something in me. Mm -hmm. Did they ever explain to you what they saw in you? And if so, when did that actually happen? I don't think it was actually a conversation. Okay. I think it was more so you have this God gift, mm -hmm. this natural talent. And I, I when people try to explain, Talk to me in regards to my journey or how I got better or how my handles got this and my, my jump shot got that. I honestly, you know how some people say, you know, you put the work in. You do, I put the work in, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But things just naturally came to me. Mm. It really did. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything. Yeah. Like I can put a basketball down for X amount of years and pick it back up and I'll, I'll still have it. Like riding it, a bike. Right, yes. It can just you show me? Because that shit don't work <laughs> It for just me. naturally came to me, and I can I can say that. That's why, you know, people that actually worked hard, like, put the time in. Like, kudos to them. Because yeah. I worked hard. I put the time in. Trust and believe. I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't. Right. But it just didn't come as hard. You know, it came easy to me. Right. It really did. So, like, what, what, just to kind of picture how that transpires for you. So, somebody might be putting in, I don't know, 10 hours... No, that's too much. Yeah. Maybe like three hours a day. Yeah. Let's just say, right? Um, and they're practicing the same move over and over. Maybe they get it at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. For you, that might have yeah. taken a day or two. Yeah. Got it. Definitely. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I am I will always say that I'm blessed because it's crazy how things just naturally come to me mm. um, as far as basketball, I yeah. should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much what it was. You know, they seen it and Coach Bradley – she basically was just saying, like, the only thing that you really, really have to focus on is school. Mm -hmm. And once you put school and your talent together, you can go anywhere you want to go. And um, that was really the one thing I had to really work at was school, making sure my grades was good. And how like how difficult was that for you, given all the basketball mm -hmm. you was playing and involved in? It was it was very difficult um, because I, I naturally wasn't a school person. Okay. I did not like school. I can say that right now. Me and school did not mix at all. But you graduated. But I graduated. <laughs> I had to put the work in. I actually spent tons of hours um, in study hall at UVA. Um, the academic coordinator there, she was basically was like, um, you're graduating. And whatever it takes, you're graduating. And I stayed in study hall all the way up until my senior year. You know how some people can have that grade point average and um, you don't have to come to study hall for X yeah. amount of time. You can you can leave. No, I was there until almost graduation day. And I walked across that stage proudly because I just knew it took a lot out of me. My first year going into 
uh, UVA with the study hall, the weeks, the practice, the individual practice. I was just like mind blown. Yeah. My body couldn't handle it. Everything was just crazy. It was such an adrenaline rush. And I was truly overwhelmed at everything mm-hmm. that um, I, uh, to this day, I'm proud of myself for, for getting through it because it was hard. It, it's, it's ironic. Um, just as easily as things came to you basketball wise, the opposite might have been true for your academic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and by no means do I consider you like uh, lesser than like your average student, but mm-hmm. I also I give athletes a lot of props because you're especially when you get to the college ranks. Yeah, they um, don't know how hard it is. It's, it's hard. It and, really and is. It, it, your your stars on campus, right? Mm-hmm. People look. Some people are jealous because you get a free ride mm-hmm. and all this. You know, you get all this notoriety. Um, but yo, you guys. I say this often on the show, you guys are employees of the university. Absolutely. Like that's ultimately what you are. Absolutely. And so sometimes, and that's why I give you even more props. The fact that you can graduate, mm-hmm. they give you a free ride, yeah. but you got to, you got to bust your ass mm-hmm. to actually get that. It's right. Not, it's not, it, it, it's, but so many athletes out there that can go sit down, take a test, ace it, come down to practice and like, you know, do they thing, do they thing. you know, and be at a high level too. Yeah, it's, but so many athletes out there. Um, but it, yeah, it's really hard for you to do all of that. So <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So um, so your performance. So you just mentioned some really challenging stuff your freshman year, right? Your performance on the court was was, I'd say, elite level from what I was able to see. Um, you seemed, and I don't know if this is a fact. You tell me. You seem to be the smallest person on the court a lot of the time, mm-hmm. right? I know you've heard this a ton. This this doesn't mean shit at this point. <laughs> yeah. After you, you look at history, yeah, heard it all my um, life. It's cool, <laughs> right? Um, I, I'm I'm blown away though because I always look at you know maybe nowadays it's less so because um, you take height doesn't necessarily mean as much in the game as it used to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at somebody like yourself. You was there what early two thousands, almost mid two thousands, like oh seven. Uh, high school college, college I'm sorry college. Uh, I graduated 09 you high graduate school. Oh, so oh so you start okay okay yeah. right so the mids yeah um you had some pretty high competition I mean you always do but mm-hmm. like you was, class was, was pretty balling with some steep. fucking yeah. crazy people yeah. right you would never it, it didn't seem like you were ever scared oh never where does that come from I I want to say it comes from experience uh, just growing up in the Bronx. Yep. Um, outside of basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you kind of... Regular you, shit. Yeah, you walk the streets and it's kind of like if they smell fear, they're going to attack. Mm-hmm. But I was I was never that... I was never that type of person that ever was scared, for real. Um, my brother, he was a tough one. Mm-hmm. My, older, my, my, my older brother and my older sister was known on the block for being the fighters. Got it. The Crosbys. Mm. Anything that happens and they go through... And it goes through them... You best believe it's going to be a fight that happens at the end, and they're going to win. Right. Majority of the time, they did win. So when I went to junior high school, and people knew me as being Chauncey Crosby's little sister before trying to Crosby the basketball player, mm-hmm. people didn't touch me. People didn't mess with me. People wanted to be my friend. So it's like I didn't have too much to prove to myself because my I had older siblings that put the work in, right. and people were scared of. And um, just growing up in the hood, growing up in the block. You kind of had to prove yourself mm-hmm. day in and day not, you know, like of the simple fact that, you know, you from the Bronx, you can't be, you can't be no punk. Can't be soft. You can't be at all. Right. And um, I just, you know, I, I, I played a lot with the boys. 
Um, I think I just got that that toughness from my mom, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. my mom just, she was she was a natural fighter, too. I would hear stories about her knocking people out <laughs> in high school. She'll be the person to go to if, if there was any drama. Like Was she, your mom from the Bronx originally, too? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Prominent um, projects over oh. there. I think it's over there on 233rd, 225th. Over there on that side, okay. I'm not yep. too familiar. Yep. But um, she was known. We're we were known as fighters, the Crosby's. We were known as fighters. Now, you, am I the fighter? Was you thumping out there? Uh, a little bit, but not not like not how like they them. did. Right, you know, right, right. I only I only had to get it in when I felt like you know they was coming at they pushed me. Pushed you, to yeah, it. yeah. But um, I've seen pretty much everything. I've seen the the the, the um the gangs. Yep. I've seen people get jumped. I've seen people get shot. I've seen all of it. So it's like. When you see that as a kid and knowing who's by your side, yeah, if you have a strong posse by your side, you're not going to be scared. Yeah, you got that confidence So it's like in. junior high school is when I felt it the most, when I seen a lot of that. And then, you know, when I actually got into my first fight and I actually won, and it was just like, okay, maybe I am a natural type of, ah, you know, type of person. You got but, that um, in you, yeah. Yeah, and it, I just felt like it is naturally in me. And then once I started playing basketball, I seen how – how tough I was on the court, being the smallest person out there, I wasn't afraid of shit. Yeah. Like, and I played with all boys. I wasn't afraid of nothing. And you was dropping like 50 points on these cats too. Pretty much. That's fucked up. Pretty much. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of nothing. And till this day, I'm still not. You know, when people, they see my hype and they see the accomplishments and the accolades I have with basketball, they're like, how you do it? I'm like, by doing it. What you mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, But you just, say, so that's, a, that's actually an interesting point because, um, I don't think a dude, similar stature, the fact that he's a dude, mm-hmm. would likely get as many questions about how they did it if they were able to achieve what you achieved. Of course, yeah. So, like, did you did you feel like that was the case? Like, oh, because I'm a girl, I'm getting these questions? Or, or your never, height? Nah, you know what? When it came down to, like, politic type of questions yeah. and um, people trying to get, like, a political view on um, a specific type of question. I never looked at it like that because okay. I knew deep down inside what I was capable of mm-hmm. doing. So any question you try to mix in to try to get like a, a, a specific type of answer. A leading I, question yeah, type of I thing? Never, I've never looked at it as like like that because yeah. it's like whatever you ask me is going to be the same answer. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a tough cookie. That's what it is. I, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. Um, I seen this, that, and the third happen and it's never changed who I was because this is who I was prior to me starting to play basketball. Mm. So it's like mixing that in with a, such a physical sport. It was a no brainer for me. It was easy. It came natural to me. So you was, you was like I said earlier, you was dropping a ton of points on, on, on boys, mm-hmm. right? How much confidence does that give you? Cause I can't drop 50 points on mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when was it that that actually started to happen consistently for you? And what was that? What, how did that, what did that mean to you? Um, I'm an attention seeker, so I did like the fact that my talent was being noticed, yeah. me as a female, uh, me hanging out with all the boys, but um, just me personally, I felt like I was one of the little boys. I mm. felt like, I, I didn't, it's not, not to say that I, I don't view myself as a woman, but yeah. it was just something in me that made me feel like I deserve to be out here with them because I'm just as talented as them. Yep. And when I was in junior high school, it was easy for me to just play, you know, play. And, and once I get elbow, I remember getting, I remember going with my brother to the boys and girls uh, club and we was playing against police officers and we was playing against these big dudes. And I had one up for a layup. You was in junior high. I was in 
probably like my freshman year in high school. Okay, okay. And um, I went up with these big dudes and homie elbowed me in my face and I came home with like black eye. A, a little black eye. So my mom was like, what the hell? Da, da, da. My brother's like, she fine. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like when we gonna play again? Because right. it just, I get like a adrenaline rush yeah. when it comes down to like just- You wasn't even really physical. feeling it. I wasn't. I wasn't. And I always tell myself, and I, I, I say this till this day, when I, when I got to UVA and I went, when I went to football games and when I used to watch boxing on TV, I got this adrenaline rush mm. that I used to be like a football player or a boxer in my past life. Oh, shit. And it just naturally, I'm so like. Con- you kind of like contact almost. I do. Shoot. I, I, when I see rugby, I'm like, damn, I could have I done something with that. But I was just like, ah. I did kickboxing a little bit when I was younger um, just to get the feel of it. But basketball was just where it was. So. Your handle mm-hmm. um, is disgusting. Yeah, and that's a compliment in this, in <laughs> in this forum. <laughs> um, how the fuck? How does that happen? Because, yo, I got barely a right hand, and I'm right-handed <laughs> right now. So, like, what, what kind of training? Because you said things come easy for mm-hmm. you. How much work did you actually have to put in to develop that? Now, Basketball with the, the dribbling, I actually put in some work with okay. that. Um, when I speak of things coming naturally to me, I think about the game in Generally. general, like the IQ, the pick and roll action, the oh, I get what you're saying. Those things came natural mm-hmm. to me, the training, you know, things like that. Um, but um, I spoke about this a little bit with the, the other podcast. Yeah. In regards Hood Center. To, shout yeah. out to Hood Center, yeah. by yeah, the shout way. Shout out to Hood yeah, Center. Yeah, we don't, we don't, you could say, you okay. could say, yeah, 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 we got no problem with nobody. <laughs> got you, got you. Um, <laughs> It was my mom. It really was. Like she, like I said, was determined to make sure that my handles was on point. And she was the first person to say, like, you're small. You know, you got to make sure that these big girls come at you. You got to make sure that you dribble, dribble around them. And that was the first time I actually started putting in work, like getting up in the morning, going between the legs, down the block. I used to live by um, Malali's Park, Malali, so them yeah. hills to come back up to the oh. Grand Concourse. I used to dribble in between my legs down the hills and dribble back backwards, coming back oh. up the hills. And if I messed up, start again. started again. This like, is you by yourself. Me and my mom. She would come out with you. Yes, me okay. and my mom. Like literally, just down the hill, between the legs. And then once I got back to the block, it was between the legs, touch the floor, and then go backwards. And I lived on a dead-end block. So go all the way down, come back. Did your mom play ball? She did. Excuse so me. how does she know to guide you through that? Was that you coming up with the routines? Or like, well, how? I just, was, I, YouTube I just wasn't of, that popping back yeah. then for you to be looking stuff up like nah, that. It was just more so just grabbing the basketball and coming up with whatever I had okay. and playing it. Her just being that motivator on the side, basically saying like, if you mess up, do it again. If you mess up, do it again. And we just stuck with that. It wasn't. No drills. You know how nowadays, you know, media, social media is so big now. Yeah. And I look at things and I look at highlight tapes. I'm like, damn, yo, if this was, if this was around back in the yep. day, because nowadays it's like you get the perfect highlights of, um, um, in my opinion, a mediocre player and it makes yep. them look Amazing. phenomenal. Yep. So I'm just saying here, like, we don't really know if this player is like. That that dope. But if you get like uh you know back then if you had highlights of Epiphany Prince, Skylar Diggins, Brittany Griner, China Crosby, like <laughs> you would have seen right that 
it was just, it, we was just that good, yeah. you know. And um, I seen some uh, was it Shannon? Shannon Bobby. Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen some dribble joints of her. Yeah, she she's phenomenal. I got, and I, I I set this on podcast on um, the yeah. Hood Center as well. I got most of my handles as far as routines and things to practice because of Shannon. Yeah, I was underneath like I. I seen her and I was like, "Come on, teach me." She told me the sham guard. She told me a lot of things. Like, I'm, shout I'm out actually, to Shannon. I'm a uh, yeah. Shout out to Shannon. Uh, I'm about to take those videos that I saw on YouTube. I'm about to start practicing. No, seriously. <laughs> I need yo. I need something because uh, I'm trying to play in a men's league and yeah. If you like, they say practice make perfect. If you practice a little bit more. It, it don't come that easy for me, China. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, I apologize. Fucking stunting on me. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> My bad, my bad. So, damn. So, that's a lot of dedication. Because I, so I mentioned to you before, I have three children mm-hmm. uh, between, you know, work, dealing with three kids. Actually, forget about everything else. Dealing with three children mm-hmm. is a full time job. Your mother had five. Yes, yeah, she did. For her to take time out, and at that point, she probably had three or four when you were going through this, I imagine, mm-hmm. right? So, you're going through all these drills, and you're relatively young, I assume. Um, it's got to be really difficult for her to carve out that time to focus on you when she's got other kids, also. Yeah. How was how did she, how did you see her being able to handle that? Because that's it seems challenging to me as a dad. Yeah, I mean it was it was simple. My mom she worked, but she wasn't one of those mothers that had like the corporate jobs, anything like her job was to be a mother. Okay. And um, she dedicated. Her time, her money, whatever she had into us. And um, she seen that, you know, my, my sisters and my brother would say that I was the star of the group. Mm. So she did dedicate a lot of her time and focus on me. Um, and, you know, my siblings did get the short end of that. And, um, you know, it's not until we got older where they actually kind of exposed their feelings in regards to that. Like, you was the, you know... Use the golden child. Use the star. Use the sunshine. Did they feel and a way about it? You think? I or, think they felt a way yeah. about it, but they also was, you know, kind of pri- proud, proud, proud yeah. of me, and um, they was rooting for me, and um, they looked up to me. You know, it's yeah. it's it's always gonna be some type of animosity when it comes yeah, down siblings. to siblings. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the Crosby's we stuck together. Um, they definitely, you know, stuck with me, and they they wanted. To see me go all the way, um, like I said, they was really proud. They were, they was, but um, my father, um, he wanted my mom to focus a little bit more on the two younger ones. Like my older sister, my older brother was good for the most part, yeah. but my mom did have a lot of focus on me because, like I said, they they seen I was like the prodigy. Like they yeah. seen something, and they wanted to you know for it to come to life. Give you the best chance yeah, for so, it. So. Um, she did have a lot of focus on me, and my father. He was. Uh, if anybody complained the most, it was him. He um he about wanted, everybody about, about the about, younger about two. My my younger sister Stephanie uh, um, Crosby, Michelle Crosby. She he wanted her to kind of have the same amount of focus he had on on she had on me on them as well. Yeah. And um, my mom she didn't as much as he he wanted her to. She didn't, and um that's where it kind of drew like you know a little blurry line in between them. Gotcha. Uh, and by the way, rest in peace to your mom. I know Absolutely. she recently passed. Um, that I I don't want to focus too much on that because mm-hmm. this ain't a cry show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you would. But like, um, I, I know how I don't know personally. I haven't had that mm-hmm. unfortunate circumstance, but uh, my wife has, and I know how substantial that is for a family, especially it's kind of recent too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but I love the fact that um, you mentioned you know you're a family of five yeah. or five siblings. Yeah. Um, 
that helps a whole lot through through these kinds of things. Uh, so back, gotcha. <laughs> back to basketball. Just focus. Um, I, I still can't get over. So how old were you when you were doing all these drills and like mm. honing your dribble craft? This was about, about like 10, 11. Okay. Probably even younger than that, honestly. And you were motivated to like, it wasn't like your mom was pulling you out of bed or was nah, it? It was, was ready. Yeah. It would see me as a person. I'm the type of person where I have to focus on one thing. And then once I'm, once I accomplish that one thing, or once I feel like I perfect it, then I can move on to. I'm not a multitasker. I That's like so good. Fo- I like to focus on one thing and one thing only. And basketball, for the most part of my life, I'm 29 now, was that one thing that I focused on. Mm-hmm. It was the one thing that I felt like, let's get it. Let me get this. What, what's next? All right, um, McDonald's on American. Let me try to get that parade on American. Let me try to get that. Uh, number two point guard in the world. I'm, I wanted to go for number one, but Scholar Diggins. All right, I fell short to Scholar Diggins. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. You know, like it was. It was just that type of motivation within myself that um, I had to get it. I had to be the best out there in regards to you know my class and in yeah. regards to just being a good point guard in, the, in, in general. Uh, you had many schools, I assume, mm-hmm. coming after you. Universities. Mm-hmm. I. I I don't want to necessarily ask. Uh, I do want to ask why Virginia, mm-hmm. but I want to know what other schools came at you. Pretty much every school. Big eight, all, all the big dogs. Everything. Why not UConn? Or well, UConn was shorthanded. All right, so UConn mm-hmm. shorthanded Tennessee. What does that mean? What that? Pretty much like they um, they were looking into me, and then they backed off. They pulled out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was a little bit of um like a little bit of a history when it came down to UConn because in life I look at like opportunities, like I want to be the underdog. Oh. I want to be the underdog. You want to build your own legacy. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's why I didn't go to Mary Bertram. Okay, yeah. That's why I went to Manhattan Center. Yeah. You know, because you have all these stacked stars on this one particular team and everybody's going to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I knew I was going to go somewhere as well. So why not go somewhere where... I could be, like I said, I'm the center of attention. I like to be the center of attention. I didn't want to share anything with anybody else. So I was just like, let me share this with people that I felt like we can really build this from the ground up. And that's why I chose particular schools or chose particular angles in life. Mm. So um, I like like that you uh, acknowledge that. mm -hmm. Because some people might consider that conceited or or big-headed or what have Mm -hmm. you. But like... um, Especially when you're a high-level athlete, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody that knows me as a person knows I'm one of the most humble. Yeah, you come off people. that way immediately So to it's me. not that. It is, it's more so being confident yeah. in the craft that I, you know, because if you was to ask me this a long time ago, I probably would have said, oh, I'm not the center of attention. I'm not this. But when you get older, it's like, oh, no, nah, I really you do. like it. The, yeah, I, I really do like the center of attention, and I like to be the one – that people kind of applaud to and people, you know, want to listen to their story. I like to be that person. I feel like every, like to some degree, everybody mm-hmm. enjoys that. That's a positive experience. Yeah. Uh, I think athletes for the most part, I, I don't know any that don't enjoy yeah. that. Like that's part of what it is. Like yep. people, you do some crazy shit on the court and everybody cheers. Come on, son. Like yeah. Yeah. that's everything. Yeah. So, so that's, I want, I wanted that feeling all the time. Right. You know, um, but would you say it was like, or maybe even continues to be like an addiction, like the chase for that? Uh, no, not really. 
Okay. Not really, because I had a lot of failures as well. So it was kind of like, you know, the pros and cons of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Virginia go, um, you know, UCon- like I said, UConn fell off. Tennessee is where I wanted to go. Okay. North Carolina is really, you know, was one of the schools that I was really interested in. But for the majority of the schools that, you know, high, high power schools, they were, they were on me. But Virginia, I don't know. It was just something about Virginia that as far as the education I was going to be, you know, set with. Um, just graduated from the University of Virginia. Yeah, they, they got a big program over there. Education is big. Yeah. And, um, you know, another major factor was not being too far from my mom, having her being able to take the Amtrak train into town and it's right there on campus mm-hmm. so she could come to as many games as she wanted wanted to and um, went in the starting position. You know, not having to really work too, too hard for it. Yeah. Um, knowing that it's in my back pocket. But if I do mess up, then yeah, clearly yeah. I got to work a little bit harder in order for me to get it back. But, um, and just the vibe from the, the the players. Like, when I went to Duke, I didn't really catch that vibe. Like, I'm a, I'm a real active person. I'm really, I joke around a lot. I like to party. I like to have fun. Um, and... Duke was to me. Duke was one of those schools that was kind of laid back. It didn't kinda really stuffy. fit. Yeah, it didn't fit my personality. So I didn't. I didn't choose Duke. I didn't choose like mid major schools because I felt like I was too good to go to a mid major school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to the ACC. So when North Carolina didn't offer, and I went to Duke, I felt like um, and Maryland kind of backed out. I was just like, you know what? Out of every other school, and I went to Virginia. It kind of solidified. It was just like, nah. Did I you? Just cause given the rivalry between North Carolina and Duke, mm-hmm. when did you know North Carolina pulled out before your visit to Duke? No, no, no. Okay. North Carolina didn't recruit me at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so then they that was, Duke they never came me. after Duke you. Duke for sure, for sure wanted so me. But did you North think Carolina. about like, out of spite, like, I should I should fuck them up and come to oh, Duke? Oh, every time. Well, no, no, no. Nah? Nah. But I did, never really thought about it. I okay. never really thought about it. But wow. you stayed in the conference anyway. I like, did. So every time we, we played them. You know, you came, we, came we, ready. we tried, we tried. Well, unfortunately, you know, as you're going to ex- ask the questions later on, but unfortunately I did have a lot of injuries in let's, college. Let's so, talk about it. Let's talk about so it. So I wasn't able to play North Carolina as much as I wanted to. Right. Um, but um, when I did, it was North Carolina and Tennessee. I actually like, was like, yeah, we got to, in come, my senior year, strong. we got, yeah, my senior year, we got Tennessee when it was ranked third in the country. So it was a good one. How did that victory. go? Uh, it was the best game I played in. Prior to the game, it was my senior year, so prior to the, the game before that, I actually hyperextended my knee. Shit. So this is just was, coming back from yeah, a couple years of injury, yeah. right? So I hyperextended my knee, and I was like, what the hell, man? Like, we about to play Tennessee. This is the game, excuse me, that I've been waiting for. And, um, nah, I got to, like, do whatever you got to do because I'm playing in this game. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, they, you know, they, they did what they had to do. We played in the game. We went into overtime, and we won by five. Wow. And it was it was a big game. How many points you scored? I had 13 and seven. Ooh. Solid numbers, I think. Yeah, 13 and seven, I believe. Yeah. It was a good game. How many steals? I feel like you get, I, I didn't see this, but I feel like you was getting plenty of as, steals. Not as many as I wanted to. Okay. Uh, I, gave, I give a shout out to Lexi Gerson for that. Lexi Gerson on, on Virginia, she she was the steal maker. Like, mm. she stole everything. <laughs> I actually, my senior year, I averaged three rebounds. 
that was solid for me. Wait, are you boxing out getting them, or these just happen to fall in your lap? S- some, no, no, no. Some of them I actually got you up fought there. You And I Word? was grabbing them, but a lot of them, I'm a, I'm a box out queen. Like, I, I have to. Like, you yeah, see how yeah, small yeah. I am. So, yeah. like, even when I play with the dudes in the rec center, like, when I box them, they were like, damn, you, you kind of strong. I'm like, I got some box out drills in Virginia. This is how I eat <laughs> right here. That ass. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I averaged three rebounds. Shit. I was, I was, I was like, yeah. Three rebounds, five assists, and like seven points. It was a solid. It was a solid senior year. So solid you, senior year. so you, let's take it back to freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play your full freshman year? I didn't. Okay. I played um, right before ACC season started. I played eleven games, ten games. Oh shit! And um, went down in Colorado, tore my ACL. <sighs> didn't know until the game before St. Bonaventure. We um, we was playing um. And Amelia, I forgot I, I forgot her last name. We played on on Douglas Panthers together. She was there, so it would have been fun playing against yeah. a former teammate. Didn't play. I actually broke the news to the team afterwards that I was missing the rest of the season. Couldn't get that season back because it's a certain amount of games you're, you're supposed to play uh. before you can redshirt. Um, it's like four or five. So couldn't get that season back. So had to just get the surgery and work my ass off for the next season. Next season I come back. And first game of the season went down. Hyperextended it, tried to block somebody's shot. It was stupid of me. But I didn't I didn't tear it. What I did was Same I, one? Same one. I hyperextended it. Um I actually it was kinda like reverse. Like yeah. the first season I played all of non conference games, missed ACC. Mm-hmm. My second year missed all non conference games and played ACC. Oh shit. And I was I was doing pretty well in the ACC play. Like they seen it, like, you know, coach um uh, Debbie Ryan, she was just like, all right, so you're you're getting into the the China Crosby that I know. You know, shake these injuries off, let's go, let's get it. So going into my third year, new coach, new season, put the knee brace on. I took the knee brace off, like, was stronger than ever. And um, it was kind of like I had a lot of people were counting on me. And that would have been a season for us to, like, go to the NCAA and, you know, make some noise because we did have good squad. A, good, a pretty good squad. Fucked around and heard it playing against JMU. It was like the the tenth game of the season, right before ACC. Same play. injury again. Same injury. Re-injured. Re-injured. What so leg I tore was it? it. It was my left leg. Nice. I tore it twice and just kept hyper and extending it. But I t- I tore Fuck. it twice. Um, so I was out that year, and I'm just like, you you could only imagine what's going on through my yeah. head. Yeah, like, coming in fresh from high school. Being a top guard, McDonald's All-American, making everybody proud. I was excited, you know, and just went down, kept going down. And everybody was like, damn. And I'm like, yeah, damn. (laughs) You damn, me damn. (laughs) (laughs) But my senior year, I really really told myself that I'm going to play my full senior year. Like, I'm going to go hard. And I actually put up solid numbers. Like I said, average three rebounds, five assists, my ratio. My turnover to ratio um, percentage was phenomenal. I was like top in the ACC, wow. top in the ACC for minutes. I averaged like thirty five minutes. I wasn't I wasn't trying to sit down my senior year. And um, even though we didn't have the ending that we wanted, we um, we, we I mean we had a it was still a winning record, you know. So I still finished Virginia with a a winning record for all four seasons. So, Shit. but um, we didn't we opt out like it was so. It, it was just draining at that point that yeah. we just opt out not to go to the WNIT tournament. Like, we just was like, 
Just let, let's, chill let's, out. let's let's just graduate. Let me let me let me enjoy these last few weeks of college. Yeah. And um graduation and exploring, you know, because I really didn't party that much because I was just always fucking hurt. You so right. Damn. How how so you had to go through like the recovery mm-hmm. multiple times, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, after the first time, second, third time, you're like, oh shit, here we go again, here we go again. Um how hard is it for you? especially after the first time of going through that round of recovery and, and physical therapy and all of that to go back and have to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Like what's, what's your mind frame like? Cause I get it, the first time around it sucks, whatever, but you, you power through it and you get it. But when it happens again, mm-hmm. like it's, it's gotta like, fuck with you heavy. Yes. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like you, as far as the pain goes, it, it's kind of like, you know what to expect. So, um, just prepare yourself, mm-hmm. and I'm always the type of person I like to prepare myself prior to something happening. Like yeah. I want to know what's about to happen. Um, I don't like like surprises when it comes down to um, just life in general. Yeah. Um, I like to know my facts and know what's gonna happen. And when it came down to the second injury, it was more so like mentally it was draining, um, emotionally it was draining. But I had, like I said from the start of the show, like I had. I have a lot of good people in my corner, mm. a lot of blessed teammates to be around at that particular time that never looked at me as an injured player. They knew I was able to get back and come back stronger. They knew I was capable of playing still at a high level. And that's all I kind of look forward to. I never really hung my head. I always try to stay positive throughout everything. Wow. And because it's like, if I, if, if I walk around moping around and, and, you know, kind of just sad and, I, I've never been that type of person. I've always been the type of person, well... What's next? Like, how do yeah, I get to the next thing? Yeah, the only thing that really kind of hit me hard was my mom's death. Yeah, well... That's, that's, the, that's the only thing where it's kind of like I catch myself crying at night or I catch myself watching shows and thinking of the moments me and my mom had. But when it comes down to just things in general, like... All right, this person that that's what happened. All right, so what we got to do next? Mm. What what I got to do? You know, right. you know. Even when my mom passed away, like I work I work for the Department of Corrections, and you know, when you're on probation, it's not too many um days you can have off. Yeah. But they they give you a um like uh, they give you like they give you like four days to grieve. Yeah. You know, and uh, as soon as I went downstairs, you know, everybody's trying to hold me, hug me, and I was just like, you know, I wiped my tears away. I was like, all right, so what's the process? Like, what do I have to do? Wow. And they're like, don't worry about that. I said, no, it's not It's not about me not worrying about that. What do I have to do? And right. it's just like, just soak it in, kind of like, you know, grieve a little bit. And I've just always been that type of person. Well, you know, for relationship status, well, you know, it didn't work out. All right, cool. Like, it is what it is. Mm. I've always had that mindset. You know what? It is what it is. Like, life is too short for me to just be like, Regretting, yeah. Like I said, I've always the the only the only situation in my life thus far that had me like sit back and just think was my mom's death. That's it. Everything else is like, all right. Well, corrections. If corrections fire me, all right. Well, what's next? What's next? It's not. (laughs) That's just the mindset I have. I mean, that's it's it's a powerful thing because a lot of people get lost in the moping and like the what was me shit and life uh, passes them by. Yep, it won't be me. It's tough though. Like I, I, I have to analyze myself often mm-hmm. not to fall victim to that shit because it'll it'll take years away from your life if you kind of let that shit win. Absolutely. Uh, and I but, don't know where I got that from. But just, there's moments like um, you know, the passing of a loved one, like I'm I'm big on like, yo, you just gotta grieve, mm-hmm. like allow yourself to do mm-hmm. that. Cause that shit is hard. Like mm-hmm. 
I, I like I say, I've never had somebody that close to me pass. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you often I often think about it. I'm like, yo, there will be a day. Like, how is this shit gonna play itself out? Mm-hmm. And so it's for me, it's a good practice because it helps me kind of appreciate them more mm-hmm. while they're here. Mm-hmm. But man, yo, yeah, we, I can't, I mean, I can't think about it. It's life, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, unfortunately, people go in ways that you went and want them to go. Yeah, like the whole Kobe Bryant and the helicopter yeah, crash, like yo. that. That was mind blowing to me, you know. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't expect that. But it, you know, it's it's life. Like things happen that's out of our control. Right. Like we don't know. I don't know if I, you know. God forbid if I leave this interview and I get in a car crash, like who knows? Let's not say that. I'm just saying, please. Like, we don't, <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen. I'm just, we I, have no. I control. like you now. <laughs> like I know you a little bit. Like we can't have that happen. All right, I apologize. <laughs> no, but this is this is the type of my friend that no, but I it's, have. It's, you know, facts. because it's like you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. So I always try to live in the moment, be positive in the moment, appreciate what's around me in the moment. And, you know, live and grow and experience what I can experience and keep it pushing. You're a very mature person. I appreciate that. I don't look at 29 as a as an older person, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though in the context of things, like young girls and kids, whatever, look at us. After, like, 18, they're like, yo, yeah. you mad old. <laughs> um, I've been told that a lot, though. You, you have a lot of wisdom. I don't think I had that much at 29. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applaud you for that. I appreciate that. I wanted to ask you, like, um, so I have a 12-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. She's playing basketball. And I see a lot of, I, I watch a lot of basketball. I feel, I've never coached or done anything or played at a high level. But I feel like I have a good understanding of talent. Mm-hmm. Not that I could be the GM of any team or nothing like that. But, like, you know, it's like um, Wayne. Sorry, I forget his last name. Wayne Bradley. Bradley, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Um, he saw something in you early, mm-hmm. right? Um, when you look at kids playing, right, how do you – are you ever sh- – not shocked, I guess is the wrong word, but, like, are you ever, like, taken aback by, like, yo, they got it, or that kid got it? Like, does that happen often for you? Um, Not with females. Ah. Not with females. I'm going to tell you what – in, in regards to females, mm-hmm. I say, okay, she's going to be special. But I work for Pro Hoops, Inc. Okay. And um, it's pretty much like a, a training um, organization. And we do this thing, or we did this thing called Saturday Night Lights. Yep. And we go to different PALs around the neighborhood in Harlem, in the Bronx, Lower Manhattan, Brooklyn. And we tell the youth to come in. And it's a free session for two hours. So I've seen a lot of talent. Talent, yeah. Even to this day, like, I follow a lot of kids that I used to train on social media, and I see them doing their thing. And I'm yeah. like, I knew you had it in you, right. you know? And just being around them in particular, that's, like, I always speak on my own experiences. I can't speak on the world sure. or speak on anything else. I only speak on my experience. And within that time frame that I was with Pro Hoops, I seen a lot of talent. Now, the only thing that I've seen in females, I don't, um, one thing about me is I, I'm an in-the-moment type of person. So in the moment right now, I'm thinking about family. I'm thinking about, you know, um, having a family, career choices, um, you know, possibly um, getting a house. These are the things that I'm thinking about in the moment. If I catch a game or two on TV, I catch a game or two on TV. Um, I'm a big fan of LeBron James, so I try to watch him as much as possible. Um, There's a lot of talent out there with females. But am I the person to sit back and try to 
watch it. Yeah. I'm not that type of person. I've never been that type of person. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Interesting point you just raised. Are you more inclined to watch men's hoops at whatever level or, or women's hoops? Uh, I mean, it's a torso. Okay, like, so it's not, honestly, you don't prefer necessarily. No, no, I prefer LeBron James. Let right. me just put okay. that out there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but when, like, you know, when the WNBA to me was hot, when Teresa Weatherspoon was yeah. playing, um, Lisa Leslie, like I, those are the those are the individuals that I watch. Do okay. I watch WNBA games now? Honestly, I'm the type of person I don't really want cable. Like it's a bill. Yo, I a got big, fat I got bill. exactly. I got a fire stick. So if I go to a friend's house and they watching a WNBA game, oh, yo, keep that on. Let me see who's playing. Right. But I've never been that type of person. Like yo, I got to catch a game. Right. Even with NBA games. Really? No. The only the only teams the only teams that I like really watch heavy. For college basketball is Virginia. Okay, I got it. You know when they when they went on to win it, when the NCAA um, championship last year, I definitely watched or try to catch every game because I'm like, oh shit, they on a roll. Yeah, like, they on a roll. I get it though. That pride is something you can't explain. Like I, I can't. I went to St. Raymond High School mm-hmm. this year. They're number one, by the way. They're first in first place. Congrats. Um, yeah, we in uh, a home right now. Yeah, yeah, we here. <laughs> uh, and, and so. You know, being so far removed from high school mm-hmm. as a student, I didn't even play for, for St. Raymond, but like as a student, just the fan fanaticism mm-hmm. still lives strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. like even, you especially, because you got to play there. Mm-hmm. So for you to root for your team that's actually striving and surviving and doing what they got to do, knowing exactly what they have, they're going through mm-hmm. um, has to be super special. Or even for Manhattan Center, like um, yeah. Coach, um, Coach Jawana Bradley, she, she often texts me and asks me one of my days off so I could come in and train the girls. And I do. I come in and train the girls. Now, She's still the coach there? Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm going to get that interview set up. Yeah, yeah. I, got I, I, I got you. I believe I got you. you. Don't worry. I got you. But <laughs> speaking on females, the one thing yeah. I look for a female because, and I'm just being um, just well-rounded in New York City. Yeah. Because I, I coached for Hostos Community College for like a little bit. Okay. Um, and even then, the talent was like, all right, when I grew up, I'm not that far apart as far as age from y'all. Yeah. But it just seemed like my era of basketball is a lot more humbling, a lot less smoking weed, drinking alcohol with the parties at. It was more so getting to the grind, um, seeing that we want to go to college for free. And, um, you know, we, we actually do want to either go overseas or play in the WNBA. That was my era. Like, people around me, after I graduated high school in 2009, and my focus was on Virginia. But I try to look back to see how Manhattan Center was doing because I had um, one of my former teammates, Aziza Patterson. She was still here, mm. and she did her thing. But it just seemed like after she left, to me, the talent kind of went. Dipped. Yeah. And, I mean, it's unfortunate that most of the New York City female ballers, you really have to search for them. It's not that It's not that many of them. Like, like when you go out of state, like North Carolina, South Carolina, you got them big girls down there that's balling. California, mm. Los Angeles, like you have them girls that's really balling, putting in the time. Or to me, what I'm looking at is social media. So yeah. I'm looking through it like, oh, maybe they're just doing it just for, you know, social media's sake. I don't know if they really about it, about it. Right. But then again, I don't follow it enough for me Closely to even enough. have an opinion on it, you know? Mm. Um, but I do help out with Manhattan Center. And the one thing I always tell the girls the most is make sure you have education. <clears throat> All of you guys are not going to make it. Um, but the main goal is to go to college for free. Um, less stress for your parents or whoever is raising you. And I tell them, always be humble because people look at that. They look at that and they see that and they, they're dedicated to that. Dedicated to that. 
And um, that's what I see in females. The females that I do see that in that really want to learn, I give them my full attention. I don't give my attention to those that think they know it all yeah. and think that they have it. Because it's like, honestly, you can't tell me nothing. Honestly, you yeah, can't yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, nothing. Yeah. So I focus on the ones that feel like that's excited, that's motivated, that really don't have the talent. But let me give you, let me, let me, let me give you some tool sets to like try to, you know, try to get, get your dribbling up and do this. So those are the females I really kind of focus on. Hmm. And that's kind of like a passion I have as far as like training girls. You know, I had to leave pro hoops in regards to like being stable in this life and yeah, living, yeah. you know, and paying bills and things like that. But um, that's what I look for in female, female basketball players, the young ones. Um, Back to my daughter. Damn. I hope that nobody hears that my stomach's grumbling. <laughs> Are you hungry? You eat that? I guess I am. I <laughs> uh, I'm eating hoops right now, so I, I, I don't even know. Um, I, I often look at my daughter and I'm like, and, and you know, I, I and this I'm always very cognizant of this too. Being a parent or being close to somebody you think might be talented is very subjective, mm-hmm. right? Um, parents especially get out of control. Their kids might be bums, but mm-hmm. in their eyes, they're Jordan. Yep. Right. So I'm very cognizant of that, and mm-hmm. I, I try to really temper kind of how I look at things so that I'm being fair, both to my child, but to, in my own mind, like against the competitive set. My daughter's got this innate, like, natural ability. Mm-hmm. She hasn't put it together yet, though, as far as, like, showcasing it on the on the floor. Mm-hmm. But she's a hustler. Like, she'll die for the basketball. Like, she's not – she's lost a lot of the fear that uh, she used to have when she first okay. started. Um, I see an opportunity for her to go as far as she wants to take it. Mm-hmm. And a couple of girls around her also, they have, like, this – like almost like a superpower that's buried inside of them that they just haven't really gotten the confidence to kind of let out. Mm-hmm. You were surrounded by people that help helped you earn a sense of confidence. I feel like that at an early enough age, you might, might have not even noticed it, but it was there. It was nurtured. I look at my parenting now moving to parenting, right? Mm-hmm. I look at it. From my parenting perspective, you don't have any kids, do you? No, I don't. Okay. So I look at it from my parenting perspective, and I'm like, yo, there's moments where I'm trying to convey instruction based on the the mistakes or the things that they can improve on, mm-hmm. and I miss glorifying the few things that I, okay. I do know went well, right? And that's something I'm working on as a dad because I know that's valuable. How was it for you growing up? Like, did you notice people focusing more on the negatives than the positives and trying to not necessarily like be like, yo, you suck at because mm-hmm. you didn't get this or that. More so like, yo, had you, I don't know, crossed them over mm-hmm. or, or what ha- whatever the, the mm-hmm. situation was, was that more often what they would come at you with oh, when yeah. they're trying to be constructive? For sure. Okay. Um, the coaches I had was down to earth. They didn't. They honestly didn't give a hell about your feelings. It's whether or not you, See, take, I, you take the that's criticism. That's what I'm accustomed to. Yeah, you take the criticism or you don't, you know? And um, it was kind of like, I remember one time, Hammer Stevenson, shout out to Hammer Stevenson, yep. um, my first basketball coach. Like I said, he he also seen a talent that, you know, that was, you know, kind of in, in you. Yeah. And he, like you said, it's kind of like that superpower that's like, you got to like let it go, yeah. you know? And just... A little advice for you, yeah, for your daughter. 
if she really wants to play ball, she's going to show you and tell you that she wants to that's, play ball. That's exactly how I feel. You know, and um, nowadays, there's a lot more surrounded by kids that it's like, if they really want it, they're going to go get it, period. And, um, yeah, so just, just kind of, like, fill out, you know. Um, you being a dad, a basketball dad at that, you can make sure that you correct her mistakes or, you know, at least tell her, like, oh, all right, listen, you know, when you come down, you got to see the floor from different angles. But if you don't have that drop-off pass, just make sure you pull up. Right. But it's kind of like the way you say it. You got to be encouraging. It's, it's not like demanding. Totally. You know? No, that's my, that's definitely where I fuck up at. Yeah, it's not demanding. It's not like, yo, when you go down the court, you're supposed to... Because then they're going to be like... Yeah, no, it's stop. the turn off. Yeah. It's like, yo, forget. I didn't want to play ball no more. And just to bring that up, that's what that's what my coaches did to me. They didn't they didn't drill it in my head, like, yell at me. It was more so, like I said, him and Stevenson. It was one championship game. I think it was Ross Strickland tournament right there in Harlem. Mm. He made me use my left hand the whole game. I could not use my right hand unless I was shooting. Oh, he would yank you out of the game? Yeah. This was at a championship game? Championship game. And you wasn't used to we were so nice playing. that we already knew we was winning. Oh, shit. So it he was, used it I as used, practice yeah. for you. He was like, don't use your right hand at all. And I used my left hand the whole game. And now you cannot Yo, get me off the left-hand side of the court. And you're a righty. Always, and I'm a righty. You cannot get my left. My, I told my AC on my left knee because I went to the basket oh. on the left-hand side of the court <laughs> all the time. Yo. People would force me right, and it's like, no, people will force me left, and it's like, wait, she's right-handed. Wait, yeah, goddamn, yeah, yeah, I'm confused because I will, I will go strong to my left all the time. That's what it, it, it kind of fucked people up yeah, all the time. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy, but um, yeah, like Coach Bradley, um, Wayne, or just people on the block, they you know encourage you in a way like, yo, if you keep at it this way, this is what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Or if you if you look at it from this way, and that's why I feel like my IQ with basketball in general is really up there because I see the game, and it's like I seen it. Excuse me, I see it because of the individuals and the positive people that was around me, you know, feeding me that 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 type of um, just that that information that I needed when it came down to basketball. But they conveyed it in a way because uh, you know you mentioned something earlier. Like any coach I ever had growing up was very blunt, direct. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't never say they weren't caring, but their approach was always very stern and mm-hmm. like disciplinarian, mm-hmm. right? And I, that's what I learned. I appreciated mm-hmm. it. Worked for me. So early in my daughter's basketball development, like that was my approach. Mm-hmm. Now and b- back to kind of what your advi- advice was, I'm backing off. Mm-hmm. Like not that I'm removing myself from it. Like I still go watch her games. Like I'm still momentarily I'll give her some some criticism and not criticism in a bad way necessarily, but like, oh, did you remember this play? Like basketball, I, basketball is kind of like. Like school in a, in a yeah, way oh, because it's like when I when I when I talk to my niece or whatever like and they read a book I always ask them it's about comprehending I always ask them like what what did you, learn, you learn from what you read just one thing what you learn from what you read so if maybe if you look at it in a way where you know you sit after a game you sit your daughter down and be like you know so what was the key points that you got from the game you know and even in college we we sat down scouting reports. so I see that you turned the ball ball over right here why did you turn the ball over what else could you have done differently. You know, it's all about trying to teach them, not about drilling them and being a drill master. And that's where kind of the parent and the kid separates at times because it's like they don't want to go to you for help yeah. because you're the type of parent that's all all, all you're going to do is criticize and not really encourage them and not really try to teach them. So um, when I do have children, because I plan to have children in yeah. my life, um, 
That's that's. I mean, I know I know I'm gonna be a hard ass parent. I'm I'm just a tough cookie. Period. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna make sure that my child feel comfortable coming to me and being able or want to just coach underneath me, you know, and just uh, I mean play underneath me and just just want to be there because they want to soak as much information and and learn as much you know from me because they know that I know the game. I think it's gonna be easier for you to have them want to learn from you. Mm-hmm. Because I hope so, <laughs> dog. Let's be honest. Yeah, like your accolades. Like all they gotta do is a quick Google search, and your name <laughs> is ringing. But I don't want them to, you know, base that off of, you know, I want them to separate China Crows be the player and China Crows be the parent. The parent. You know, no, I'm, they will. But what I'm saying is, when you when it comes down time, because if you're anything like me, mm-hmm. I know you love the game. Mm-hmm. But if you're anything like me, you're probably gonna force your kids to at least try. Yeah, playing absolutely. ball, right? Um. And all you got to do, actually, you don't even got to tell them to go to YouTube. You'd be like, yo, you see that McDonald's All-American jersey right there? <laughs> True. That's all you got to do. And at some point, it's going to register like, yo, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's at a high school level. Yeah. Like, imagine when you start, you know, UVA, once like, they I'm understand what to, that is. I got is. two niece. And um, uh, Chloe, she's six now, mm. five or six. And whenever I go visit her down there, you know, my sister always say, you know, she kind of picks up the basketball. So when we're going to start, and honestly, if she was here in New York City, it'd be all day. It will be, you know, as much as I can. But unfortunately, she's in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So I don't right. have enough time to do that with her. I have another niece that's only like a year and a half. So I'm waiting for her to get up, you know, she's get local. to that age. Yeah, she's local. Okay. She's right here in the Bronx. So I'm waiting for her to get to that age where I can just be like, yo, let's go to the park, you know? Or, you know, I, I like to sit down and have conversations and just converse with, um, you know, my nieces about, whether or not they want to play basketball, you know? Like, what do you want to do? You know? If the first thing they say is teacher, well, let's focus on let, Let's go read a book. Let's figure some out. You know, yeah. it's not, I'm not going, I'm not going to drill you on whether or not you could be a basketball player because, you know, everybody is kind of gearing me up. Yo, you got to have kids because they got to be the next yeah, China Crosby. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. If they want to be, right. you know, maybe she'll be the next Layla Ali. Who knows? I like, mean, look at Michael Jordan. Like, his kids yeah. did really follow in his footsteps like yeah. that. So, like, you, if he, you know, if now it happens look at LeBron to him, James and his kids, yeah, like you know, but it, it it depends because I know LeBron was on his kids about, nah, you got to, and they're showing up, yeah, they're showing up, they're doing good. I, I want to flip flip a little bit um, and kind of talk about women's basketball mm-hmm. in a more general sense. Um, I, I come across, unfortunately, a lot of ignorant fucking people, mm-hmm. and get like I said I have a 12 year old daughter so some people come to me and they're like yo you gonna let your daughter play basketball mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah dick what what is <laughs> what is that what are you trying to tell me yeah. I know where they're going with it but basically they're saying oh girls who play ball end up gay mm-hmm. and I'm like you're a fucking moron <laughs> pretty much um, and I, you know I kind of told you this early but like I'm of the belief I, I don't look at sexuality as something that you you kind of get later in life. Like a lot of that is in your DNA. It's kind of in you already. When you decide to surface it is up to you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, there's exploration. There's all this stuff that happens, but ultimately the, your true self comes out at some point. Absolutely. And I don't think it's something that is uh, brought on by influence of others mm-hmm. per se. Right. So, and likewise in the NBA or, or in male basketball circles, there's, a, there's more and more folks that are gay. Mm-hmm. It's harder for them to come out, I think, than in, in women's sports. Absolutely. Um, and so, how do you, given that you played 
obviously women's basketball for so long. Did you hear a lot of this shit kind of in the periphery? Like how how does that affect women's basketball in and of itself? Because like I feel I feel like it's unfair. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yes, there are many women's basketball players that come out and say yes, I'm I'm gay, right? That but that's not the majority. Well, I don't know, maybe it is, but it's not all. Mm-hmm. But there's that stigma. Mm-hmm. How have you? How has that come about in your career? And like, how, what what do you say to that? Because like, I, I I have a tough time with it only because, um, I get it so often, and I I don't give a f- I don't care about that shit. Like, if my daughter enjoys playing basketball, that's what she's gonna do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. People want me to be afraid of. Oh, what if? I I'm mean, like, it, if it, if it is, it is, and yeah, if it's not, it's not. If like, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Right, right. Regardless. Right. Um, me speaking as a a, a lesbian woman. I feel like you'll get a better answer from a heterosexual woman. I'm not sure. Actually, that's a good point. I think you'll probably get a better answer from someone that's like a scholar Diggins, you know, mm-hmm. someone that's you know married in the game, like Lisa Leslie, someone that, you know, has been around it a lot, you know, longer, has children on, the, you know, playing basketball and right. um, is married to an NBA player. Um, but just my perspective in general, and I, I spoke about this on Hood Center too, I've always was that, that kid that was um, curious, you know, I'm, I I didn't fully explore. Yeah. Like you said, until, I mean, I was exploring. But I didn't fully come out to the world, to my mom, to my family until after college. Okay. You know, but I was always dipping and dabbing. Like it was, it was, it was always something for me. So um, when you're around so many gay people, it's not like you think about it like, oh, they're gay because you're around gay people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more so like people are living in their truth. Right. And um, that has always been, for me, something that, you know, it is a touchy subject. And people do see it as, all right, I don't want you to play this particular sport because this is the stigma on it. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. But I could tell you right now, if your daughter's gay, she's going to be gay. Yeah. Period. If if, if your boy is gay, he's going to be gay. Period. Yeah. Like one, one way or another, if, you, if you're trying to beat it out of them, it's not going <laughs> to happen. All, they, all you're going to do is just force them to kind of like not see you as a parent. Right. Um, grow up to, you know, resent you. And um, that's going to be bad on, you know, your part. Yeah. Um, You're going to regret that at some point for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, I, I, it's hard to just be like, oh, it's kind of a stigma because it, it happens so often. But like I said, I feel like you'll get a better answer for someone that is yeah, that's, heterosexual. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you'll get a better answer for someone that's heterosexual. But my point is, um, like I said, if you're if you're gay, you're gay. Um, but I don't think it has anything to do with the sport. Um, I do. No, I know thing, for a fact it doesn't. Yeah, the one thing that I I I don't like in particular being a gay woman is um, women trying to be manly because they play a particular sport. Mm. That's what I don't like. And what? So I think I know what you're saying, but like, yeah. can you can you get more specific? So I, I often get this question a lot because I'm such a a tomboy but I have a pretty face, mm-hmm. people often see me, like, when they see me in, like, different type of clothing. Like, right now, I'm in a chill fit. Yeah. But if I was to go out to an event, I'll put on, not no heels or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll dress up in yeah. a sense where it's like, oh, China, I didn't know you dress like that. What do you mean you don't know I dress like that? You know, like, that. What do you know exactly? Like, <laughs> do you wake up and be straight and say, oh, I think I'm going I'm to I'm wear this straight jacket? Like, no, it's right. not. It, right. It, you know, so people, when they... When they, especially being in the, the the field that I work in corrections, yeah. you can't really see uh, women 
and their true like fitting or their true um, persona because you're in a uniform all right. day. Right. So once you get them outside of the uniform, it's kind of like, oh shit, I didn't know, you know, because your demeanor is so rough and you're so like a tomboy, I automatically assume like people, people are shocked when I tell them that um, I've dated guys, you know, I was engaged to a guy. Mm. I was engaged to a woman. Like people were shocked when they hear guy associated with my name right. because they automatically look at China, the boyish, the the, the, the strong, tomboy. the yeah. tomboy type of female. And I mean, it sucks, but people are always going to have their own opinion. That's true. Regardless. So it's like, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I never really, um, I mean, it is what it is until it becomes disrespectful. Yeah. That, that is if, the problem. If, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I've never want, because I've, I've always been true to who I am. I probably wasn't so op- open about yeah. it, but I always knew what I, you know, what I wanted at the end. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it got the short end with um, certain individuals in my life as far as me dating them. Yeah. Um, but I always knew, you know, and it was it was just something that was in my life. Like I always knew. But basketball, when it come down to females, like I don't, I don't. If you're to me, if you're female, and just like if you're a gay man, like. I have a problem with like flamboyant guys. <laughs> I do. I don't. It, it, and uh, certain people don't. Certain yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, don't. But yeah, that's yeah. just my opinion on yeah. it. I have a problem with flamboyant guys. That's interesting. Um, yeah, everyone says the same that's thing. We can. We can. You're not the first. You're later. not the first gay woman that I've heard say that. Yeah, and then I have a. I have a problem with really, really dikey, dikey girls. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's just. You can me. say that. I can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just me. That's just who I am. That's my own opinion about life in general. Not to say that they're not living in their truth, yeah, yeah, or anything like no, that. But it's just likely is their truth, yeah. But. So, um, but my view on it is like you don't have to be extra, I, yeah. But I don't want to, you know, it's it's live. I don't, I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody. Pro- project feelings. the wrong, yeah, you know. I, I get and, what you're saying, you know. Get, but it's just like that's just that's just how I feel right. about it. Period. But as far as women, kind of being. If I'm a tough, if I'm a tough woman, then I have to be gay. Mm, no, I don't believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, my it, mother's a tough woman. Yeah. She's not. But she's you, she's tiny yeah, too. Yeah. Or if you walk around a certain type of, or if you have tattoos in a certain type of way, that you have to be gay. Gotcha. No, you don't. It, that's not true. Yeah. But we live in such a judgmental society yeah. type of world that that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna judge, and with that particular individual, that's what they judge. That if you play ball, you're gay. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, if you play football, you can't be gay, and, and you have you know gay that, football players. You know? So, yeah, that's pretty much my view on it. Because you can go back and forth for a day when it it's, comes down to it. It's a meaty topic. Pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got, you got, you could go in. Damn, that's another pause. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just drop it. <laughs> um, wow. What What advice would you give a young girl who aspires to reach the heights that you have, basketball wise? Um. See, that was a bad segue, by the way. We was pausing all up, now getting serious. <laughs> I know. Um, dang, it's a lot of things I would say to her. When I, I'm, you know, when I look at my niece, and if she really, really want to take basketball or just any sport serious, like, like I said, like I've never been a school person, but um, because education is key nowadays more than any, yeah. you know, any anything. Never. Um, that whatever you do, just make sure that you go to school, you do what you got to do in school, um, and you have a backup plan. 
I would tell them, always have a back, even at a young age. Like, you know how some people be like, I want to be this. And be like, all right, but what what else can you be? Yeah. You know? And that's what I would tell them. Like, what else can you be? Because it was always basketball, 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 basketball for me. And then when basketball wasn't there, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Mm. And that's why I'm stuck at 29 years old, still trying to figure out what type of career choice that I want to make. And I'm in a decent career, but it's not the career that I possibly really want to be in. Yeah. But you're still trying like, to figure that out. You're, yeah. not, you're not even sure yet. I'm not. And it's it's kind of like the route that a lot of athletes take. If you if you look back, a lot of athletes take that route of NYPD, law enforcement, military. Sanitation. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of like, yeah, I got a I got an education in um at, um I took um my major is in anthropology at UVA. It was because in that particular time, that was the only thing that really interests me. Now, can I do something with it? I can, but that requires, you know, writing books, traveling the world. But I use that field in other aspects. Like, yep. I'm a people's person. I get to talk to people. I get to fill people out. I can I can fill people out regardless. Like, I can fill moods out, positive, positive vibes. Like, that's what I get from my major. That's what I get from my experience from basketball or experience from college in general. But... When I'm talking to her, just or him or whoever, just make sure you have options. Because if you don't have options, you're gonna be fucking stuck, mm. and that's the one thing you don't want to be in this life. Because basketball is gonna end, regardless. The one thing Nayoto Patterson said, one of my former teammates was, they was making a little um, like a memory um, footage of me going off to college. Okay, it was all saying they 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 point, and she said, um. You know, get an education because ultimately when you like 50, you got to stop playing basketball. Like, it's going to end. Yeah. And it's like, it's right. You're, it's going to end. Like, even though I'm still playing ball to this day. I was going to ask you about that. You yeah, still I still, I, I, I played ball for the Department of Corrections. Like, okay. we, we travel. We actually have a big tournament coming up in March. Mm. Um, law enforcement tournament in Atlanta, Georgia. So, oh, it's going to be big. traveling for Yeah, that. we travel a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a pretty, I, I was... I just got. I just joined the team last year, and it was a pretty big, big, big deal. And I was like, "Whoa, this is actually." And then when you look at most of the players, most of the players play college basketball. That's most of funny. the players is just in this environment of law enforcement, and it's like we could be so much more if we would have, you know, chose. Like a lot of people probably did it, yeah. like because family reasons, but it's the easiest thing to fall back on. Mm. And um, but that's the. I think that would be the, you know. The major thing I would have tell options. Them. Yeah, just have options, man. That's good. Um, man, I have a lot of questions, but <laughs> I want to I, I want to give you back your Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I want to move into like a, a. I keep saying we've been toying with this. Um, it's kind of like this segment I'm trying to create here called Triple Threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just three questions, uh, and just to get your perspective, kind of more general, topical kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start. Who do you consider you be, to be your basketball OGs that inspired and helped you achieve at a high level in basketball? First person I will go with is Jay Wanna Bradley, my coach. Uh, the second person I will go with is Tamil Murray. She Who's was that? a point guard that I played with um, on the Gazelles. Okay. It was kind of like she transitioned me from hood crossing over China Crosby to running a play, slowing the tempo down. Organized you yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I, I shout her out all the time for like being that that person on the in the backcourt with me to kind of mold me into the player that I am today. Hmm. And um looking up to people like Shannon Bobbitt. Um 
Teresa Witherspoon. Like you kind of look a little like her. Have you gotten that before? Ooh, Teresa Witherspoon. A little bit. <laughs> Maybe it's just never. the complexion because y'all light skin a little bit. Maybe it's the twist and the braids. And that could hair. be the hair. The hair. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was a big fan of Teresa Witherspoon. Um. But those would be yeah. Hmm. Those would be the the idols as far and I, I of course I I really like LeBron James just as a a person in general like he's a phenomenal basketball player but just what he does off the court really inspires me to be like a really good person like I like just you know he makes you want to start a family want to you know try to get into organizations and help people and you know he he's just he's, I, I I can't wait I, I hope I hope one day I meet him. Hope one day I meet. Well, you. I hope I hope this helps. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, what's the one piece of advice you received that you wish you had taken as a high school athlete? Uh, don't take um, don't take school for granted. Like I said, I wasn't big on school. I never been big on school, and then, you know, I I worked my ass off at Virginia to get my degree. I'm not going to sit here and say it was given to me because yeah. it definitely wasn't. Like I was in study hall every day. But that's the one thing that I say that I, from the start, I should have been on it. You know, what are my options? What else can I do in life besides play basketball or yeah. think that I'm going to be playing basketball? And um, that's the one thing that somebody else that I, you know, I, I project onto the kids now. That's the one thing they were projecting on me. And I was just like, man, fuck that. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to play get, ball. Yeah, I'm going to get this rock up in yeah, that basket right quick. Pretty much. <laughs> and then finally, um, What's your biggest regret? I have no regrets. No, I can't. No. I have no regrets. I knew regrets. you were going to say that. I don't. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't. I have no regrets. I I don't. Like, the injuries. But you couldn't control that. That's You not, know, like, um, the choice of the college that I went to. Um, everything that has happened to me in my 29 years of life, regardless if it was good or bad, has molded me to the individual I am today. Period. So it's like, how can I regret that? I feel like I'm an also person. I feel like I'm humble enough. I feel like everybody wants to be around me because I give off such such a positive, um, you know, impact on their lives. Like I, one of my purposes in life is when I leave the room, I want people to be talking about me because I made such an, an impact. impact on their lives. And so far in my life, that's that has happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm doing. And I'm living one of my purposes. And for me to regret anything or any experience that I've had thus far is kind of like me cheating the type of person I I was molded to be. And yeah, it's God's different. plan. You, you know, it's, I appreciate that. It's God's plan. Um, but with the, the recent passing of my mom, mm. the one thing that I do wish that I had more time was to kind of visit her a lot more. Um, those days that I was off for like a, a lengthy span, kind of like going out there, being with her more. Um, you always like um, just the, uh, just in regards to how she passed away, you always have more questions to, for the doctors that you, you wish you could have asked or mm-hmm. it could have been a different avenue. You could have went down and those are the type of things that, you know, you think about. But when death hits you hard, you're always going to think about those yeah, things. Yeah, but yeah, as far as like from me being a little thug in the Bronx fighting and doing all types of dumb shit to me picking up a basketball to me choosing the high school that I went to to me choosing the college I went to to the injuries to the type of job choices I had 
I don't regret any of it because it's just it made me who I am. It's just this chapter. Yeah, I don't know what's next, but um, you know, I'm excited for it, and we'll see. Are you entertaining the idea of getting back into basketball development training? Some kind of is that something that still? Yeah, because I feel like my purpose is to help little ones or hope whoever understand my story yeah. and um, try to create their, their own story. And I felt like I was doing that, but it just, you know, you know, with life, like, you know, I live by myself right now. I'm paying all my bills right now. I don't, um, the biggest support system I have are my friends. Um, you know, I, I wasn't one of those kids that really had the family to lean on type shit. Like yeah. it was just more so like, this is what it is. And it's molded me to the type of person I am today. But I, I had this debate all the time in my head. Do I want to stay in law enforcement? Because I know I could prevail and like become a captain or adept or head of security if I put my mind to it. Yeah. Because one thing you about me. You're already proven it. You know, if I put my mind to something, I feel like I can accomplish it. But I haven't been putting my mind to anything as of lately. Okay. I feel like I'm stuck in this like, this tunnel vision of like, what do I want to do? Yeah. But if I'm stuck here, that means what I'm doing is not what I want to do. Right. You know, right. so it's like, what do I want to do? How do I want to see my, what do I see myself doing in five years? Um, the one thing I know for sure that I want to do is have a family. And that's one thing that I'm like kind of pursuing and pushing and trying to make come true. Like, um, you know, having a baby and, um, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a great relationship now and it's positive vibes and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to move forward with things. And, um, that's the one thing that I see. But as far as like a career, it's like, fuck, what do I want to do? Yeah. You know? I know I can train. I know I can do this. And people are, 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 are always in my corner. Like, you know, I had opportunities to coach high school and um, to go to um, college and, um, you know, do my, my graduate. But I chose different routes in my life. And it's okay because those different experiences help mold the person I am today. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I'm older now. I have rent to pay. I got bills to pay. So I can't just drop everything and be like, all right, this is what I want to do. You know, when I when I when I hear people's stories, people always like, yo, if you want to go go after it. All right, you gonna pay my, you gonna pay right. my fucking rent? It's not like that easy. like it's not nah. it's not that that to me sounds like some rich folk got a rich poppy that's gonna pay everything yeah. in the back, and that's not my story. Right. So I can't just drop everything. I need to have some type of security. When you're an adult, shit is different. It, it that, is. That's not reality. It that's is. not that easy to do. It's not at all. It's not at all. And um, that's pretty much kind of where I'm stuck on right now. Like, try to figure out. But, I mean, I do have people in my corner that are saying, like, yo, your purpose in life was to teach. And um, I still have people to this day from Pro Hoops, like my my um, my clients, that hit me up, like, yo, let's just get a session in the park. Mm. I'm like, don't worry about the money. Like, just come through. We can put up some shots. And we we get it popping like that. But um, we might, I mean, I might. I might be Look, training me, people in it. I don't know. Let me tell we'll you something. See. You, I know I, from my own personal experience, when I was approaching 30, mm-hmm. I thought I was on the down slope of life, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you probably feel the same. Mm-hmm. You're mad young. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm almost 40, and I still feel like I'm mad young. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you don't take this for granted. You still got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Not that you should just use it, you know, crazy, but like, 
give yourself the opportunity to kind of find what you want. Because from my personal experience, just my corporate background, right? I worked in the por- corporate world for quite a while. I told you I, I kind of started my own thing, my side thing. I've developed a passion for, I, f- I finally think I found like what I'm most passionate about. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm almost 10 years your senior. So like, I, I, I stress about it because I'm like, damn, yo, this feels like it's mad late for me to be kind of understanding yeah. this. Yeah, I feel you. And at the same time though, I'm like very much like kind of what you was talking about before. It's like, yo, shit happens for a reason. Like you just kind of have to, Go with the flow and let shit happen. Yeah. Don't be a dick and just sit back and kind of wait for shit. But yeah. like, you know, keep pushing, prodding, like talking, and it'll come. Yeah. That's where your options play a part. Exactly. Like people always say, like you're you're in this career now where you'll be you'll be set. Like you'll be making six figures in yeah. five years if that's what you really want to do. And it's like, well, I, I don't know if I really want to do that. But the one thing I do, I know that I have. It's options. Yeah. Like if corrections was like I'm still on a probation period. So if they say nah, it didn't work look out. Look at my file and they say, well, sorry, China or Crosby, Officer Crosby is not. This is we don't want you anymore. Which can happen. Yeah. Like all right, fuck y'all, and I'm on <laughs> to the next thing. Like right, 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 right. that's that's pretty much what it is. And um, I know one thing about me is that I'm not gonna be down for too long. You know, and I always tell people in my corner, if you see me kind of going down that slippery slapping shit out of me, mm. because that's not me. And um, I I warned my best friend Anita Henry, shout out to her, and um, people in my corner when my mom passed away. Like, if you see me go down this like slippery slope, just please just pick me back up because I know it's gonna be hard for me to kind of like get back up. Be aware that you're yeah. even going down that path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they're like, "Yo, you gotta allow yourself to kind of." It is also true. Yeah, and and I. Now more than ever, I kind of allow myself to just kind of like sit there and just think, because you know, it, it, being a fucking adult is so hard. Yeah, it yo. Sucks, like, yo, yo, it, it really sucks. does. It really does. I tell my kids that shit all the time. I'm like, yo, fuck y'all, <laughs> fuck y'all for being kids right now. <laughs> yo, it's so serious. Like that shit is so hard because you just sit and you think and you think and you think and it's just like it's not about having no regrets. It's about like, damn, like. This is a fucking jigsaw puzzle you got to really figure Seriously. out. Seriously. Because you can shit fuck is- shit up big time if you take too many wrong turns. That's what I'm saying. And um, I always think, I'm not, I'm not stupid, so I always think about, well, if I, if I choose this path and the stability don't happen, then I'm fucked, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and I'm the type of person for the, since I graduated college, you know, I was kind of like on the go because my mom upped and moved once my father passed away. Mm-hmm. They upped and moved to Pennsylvania, but I, I seen choices here in New York for me, so yeah. I stayed. And I was living in people's houses, and I was trying to find a, a place and gather my money and working overnight shifts to come. You know, I you know just like any typical grind. New Yorker, you grind yeah. to get where you at. And now I have my own studio, I have my own car, so like I'm I'm stable in that in that aspect. And I don't want to lose that shit. Yeah, no, nah. you know, you won't. You'll be you be right. alright. So I'm be just right. like you smart, you smart cookie. Yeah, so I'm trying, I'm trying, man, I'm trying, but I'm a, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. But that's what life is about. You you, you know, you figure shit out. Yeah. Like, you don't sit down and have the answers thrown at you. You you know, you take your experience for, experiences for what they are, and you you just try to see what's going to be the next thing, you know, that's going to be popping for you. Uh, something I saw on Instagram the other day, I don't know if you know Dane Irvin. He's, uh, he's been in basketball circles. He's from Left Rack City, Queens. Okay. Um, he, he posted something on, I think it was Instagram yesterday, and it said, 
you put yourself on, mm-hmm. right? Because you know how people say, yo, put me on, son, yo, put me on. Yeah. Nah, you put yourself on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would tell you. Not that you need it, mm-hmm. but, like, you understand that, yeah. right? Like, Absolutely. These options that you have available to you, 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 ca- you have an understanding of some of them. There's probably way more that you're not aware of yet. I'd say, yo, stick with what you know mm-hmm. for now and let that shit start opening doors. Because, like, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? I jumped into podcasting off the strength of my brother and I just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we was like, yo, we should probably do something because this shit seems cool, easy enough to get into. And we genuinely are big, big basketball fans. Mm-hmm. So we, I was like, yo, it'd be really interesting to learn from actual people who doing this shit at a high level mm-hmm. how their journey was. Like, tell us about what happened. And through My this, told me that I should get into it as well. Why not? It was crazy. They were selling me, and then it, like two two interviews popped up. Like That's I would have never, you know, I would have never go. thought, you know, that higher power was telling you something. Yeah. But yeah. like through that, like you know, I meet people like you, like the networking opportunity. It's not something I was like that wasn't my goal necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's a, a byproduct mm-hmm. of it. I meet so many interesting people, cool people, people that I now call friends, mm-hmm. um, and it just expands my opportunity to share with people and like politic and talk and like ideas come about and that starts to open up opportunities for other things right so like i'm a big fan of networking i would recommend y'all listening and you yourself like anytime you have an opportunity take it because if you have a genuine networking opportunity not with no motive in mind really just like yo let's build let's see what you're doing oh this is what i'm doing let's collab if we can like those are moments of gold yeah and from those things are birthed like amazing things I just I'll leave you with that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, China man. Thank you for st- spending the time with us. Course, thank you for having me. Um, you are now Dribble of Dimes alumni, so I hope that means something to you because it does to me. It, it means something. <laughs> thank you. I All appreciate right. it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribble and Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.